Later on. Ready? Yeah. Okay, so in light of what we learned last week, last week we learned the 23rd letter that the Baltani wrote. He translated, interpreted a puzzle in Tehillim. Um, Tehillim, capital Samachbeis 62, in which he says like this. The puzzle there says, L'cha Hashem hachesed to you Hashem is kindness because you pay each person according to his actions that's not kindness if Hashem pays a person according to his deeds that's din why is that chesed so the Baltania there writes that the meaning of the Pasuk is that the natural consequence of fulfilling a mitzvah is so incredibly great. And not only can a person not tolerate the reward while they're physically in their the confines of the body because the the reward is so great, but even after the neshama departs from the body, the reward for the mitzvah is so great that the neshama would not be able to tolerate the reward for even a single mitzvah. Comes Hashem Yisbarach, and He creates a reality in which the neshama is able to go ahead and receive the reward for its mitzvahs. And that is a unique kindness because naturally speaking, according to the rules of, uh, it's not physics or biology or whatever it is, but the science of, of neshamas and schar should not be able to tolerate it. To you Hashem is the abundant kindness. You know what it is? That you pay a person according to their actions so that they're able to in fact tolerate the reward for their mitzvahs. Now, I had remembered on this pasuk there's a great deal of of raid about this So I began looking through the the there are svarim that are likutim they're they're um, compilations on Tehillim, and I found as you'll see in a moment a, a bunch of things that that I had correctly remembered speak about this pasuk. But what's what's fascinating to me is not one of them quoted. This teaching of the Baltanya as an interpretation of the Pasuk. So I thought that that was really intriguing. Mental scoot over so. Yeah. So the first one we'll learn, let's, we'll go in, in kind of chronological order here, as far as the order of the Tomi de Balshem. So let's start with the Ma'are Naim on Parshas Veschan. Okay, and this piece is very unique because he quotes his Rebbe, the Balshem Tov. We will start by... There's a, a set that's printing out there for you. The Al Yidei Das Ha'amur. Let's start there. Okay, so you got it. It's on page Shin Chafei in the new Maranayim, kind of the new old Maranayim. The Al Yidei Das Ha'amur. According to what we've been d- discussing here. You got it there? That we should trust this with a complete faith. That what? That all a person's actions, in all a person's speech, and in fact, all of their movements. It is all Hashem. Hashem is the one who is allowing us to move. He's creating the reality of our, of our movement. He's creating the reality of our speech and of our thought. He's the one who's operating this show. And that happens through the fact that Hashem constricts His presence into us. You're on Shin Chaf Hei. 
is bevaday, if any person who has a half a brain to understand that Hashem is really the one who's making it all happen, is bevaday, no person with a half a brain is then going to request a demand from Hashem reward for stuff that Hashem is doing. What kind of sense does that make? It is Hashem doing all of it, not I. The only thing we can do is to make sure that we don't separate ourselves and cut ourselves off from our roots. In order that Hashem be able to shower us with His mercy, to make sure that we don't end up being separators. By doing so, when we remain connected, if we remain connected to Hashem, then Hashem is able to act through us, and Hashem's mercy comes upon us to allow us to be vehicles to put on tefillin, to light Shabbos candles, to make Kiddush, because Hashem is flowing through us and allows mitzvahs to be done with His energy through us as we call them in Yiddish a vehicle to allow Hashem's rotsin to be done. As the Baal Shem Tov taught, do not be like servants who serve Hashem in order to receive reward. Said the Baal Shem Kodesh, es harav, don't be like disciple like like slaves like servants who serve with their master pirish imarav it means with their master imarav the reason we don't ask for reward is because we recognize that our service is taking place with the master he's the one who's doing it therefore we're therefore we're not asking for reward because we recognize that Hashem is the one who's doing it all because we recognize that we are serving with the Master, we do it in a way that we are not asking for reward. Now he comes to the Pasuk. Next paragraph. This is the intent of the Pasuk. Hashem is to you, Hashem is kindness. Because you pay a person as if he was doing it. It's a tremendous kindness from Hashem. That he pays a person reward. Even though Hashem is the one who's doing it all. Like the Pesach says, Who can precede me? And I will pay him, Hashem says. When the Gemara says, When I gave you a talis, Has anybody ever put tzitzis on something before I gave him the talis to put the tzitzis on to? Bias? Has anybody ever put a mezuzah before I gave them a house? Everything only happens through Hashem's chesed. Because Hashem wants to be able to shower upon us that chesed. Therefore, Mishalim Lodam. Kimaseyu. He pays a person. Look how the, the Maranaim is touching the word Kimaseyu, not like his actions, but as if he was doing it. Hmm. Hashem is going to allow us to do it, and then he'll give us reward as if we were the ones who were doing it. Kimaseyu, as if we were doing it. Kiluwa, as if we were the ones who were doing it. 
even though in truth, we know very well that we are not the ones who are the true operators. That's how Abnochem of Chernobyl in Maranayim interprets the Pasuk. Let's skip a generation. Your next thing should be the Eden Kaddishan, right? Eden Kaddishan is a gathering of various divretaria that they gathered from the Eden Kaddishan of the Magid's grandson. And he has a wonderful, wonderful pshat on this, on this Pasuk. Amen. It's on page Shin Ayin Daled. Page Shin Ayin Daled. In the Eden Kaddishan. You just, it's on the back side of the one that you have in your hand. Book, Rakushim of Hussamis. Says the Eden Kaddishan, everybody asks. V'chiz a chesed? You call that a chesed? In Mishalom Leishkim Asayu, if he pays a person according to his actions? If Hashem, when it came to a mitzvah, gave greater reward, and when it comes to a sin, he gives a, a, a more lenient punishment. That would be a kindness. But if the Pasuk specifically says that he pays each person according to his actions, it's a chesed. What kind of kindness is that? That's din. I'm you're paying for what you did. That's not chesed, that's din. Ach, he's in I want to explain this. He says, Alpi Marshal. Based upon a parable, L'seicher, to a merchant. Echod, um, a given merchant, Ashu is a wealthy man. Shenosa the Mechagim, he took a trip. Kashachaza the Beisoy, when he came home from this long trip, Hevi minoyre toiva v'yikara, he brought home a very expensive candelabra. There was nothing like it in the entire country where he lived. The only place that had a similar thing was in the chambers of the king himself. And he bought it for himself. It's what we call in the popular language a memento, a souvenir from his trip. When he came home, he hung this candelabra from the ceiling. But he was worried. Maybe people are going to fool around with it. They're going to touch it. It's going to break. So he brought a professional. machine, And he made a machine in the wall of his house. That it would should he should be able to with a pulley should be able to pull it up. Although he did that, then he could bring it down whenever he wanted to see it. Okay. One time, to the house to ask for a handout. And the merchant was not in the room with the menorah. He was in another room. And the poor man saw that nobody was in the room. And he saw a nice string hanging down. He took a knife out of his pocket. And he cut the bendel that was hanging on the wall. 
just got disconnected. Here is a moment here. Mendel, you want to pause the machine there a second, please? Okay, so he cuts off this bendel. Now, Kashal Yoda, because he had no idea. All right, pause it again. I'll use this phone. I don't know if something with the phone. Called Murphy's Law. This must be a really precious muscle. Mm-hmm. Did it turn off there? You paused it. Okay, sorry about that. We're back. Found in the in the country. Is Baal Acheder. He walks into the room. And he found the poor man who made this tremendous damage. All the people of the house of Meshosav and the, the servants. Nivalu became frightened from the sound of the breaking. And the merchant went and took the hat off of the poor man's head in exchange he took his hat from him because he did it on purpose, not by mistake and the people in the house, his children and the servants thought he lost his mind he's taking his hat for a, a manure that's worth all of this money, all he took was the guy's hat, that were worth two, two nickels. Don't wonder about what I'm doing here. The intent of the poor man was not to break the candelabra. All he wanted to take was a piece of string. <laughs> and the piece of string is only worth it's worth about the same amount as his hat. So why should I charge him for something he had no intent of taking? Says the Do you know what Hashem's awesome kindness is? that when it comes to payback time you're only going to pay us for our actions because when a person commits a transgression the person creates tremendous damage in the heavenly realms but the intent of the person at the time they're doing the Avera, all he wants to do is have some fun. The pleasure that he has at the time he's doing the Avera. 
No person goes deliberately to create destruction in the heavenly realms. Therefore, Hashem pays him back with his abundant mercy, only according to the pleasure that he had at the time that he committed the Aver. That is true Chesed. He doesn't pay him back according to the damage that he did above. He only pays him back like his action. According to the level of pleasure that he had, not according to the destruction. All we pay is for the bendel. All we pay is for the little piece of rope that we actually intended to take. That's all we have to pay the damages for. All right, so that's the Edgar explanation. What's your next thing? Maybe a Chal Maisha, right? Okay, so this is a compilation from the Kajnitsa dynasty. Um... Here, there, may, there are some more copies there. So if you don't have the copy, it's in it's in the printer. Oh, okay. yeah, that's why it was still printing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So these two authors, the Kajnitz of Magid, of Kajnitz, and his son Ramesha Yochumbreya, were very prolific authors. Wrote. Swarm on Kabbalah, on Halacha, on all, all areas. He was, uh, the Kajit Zemagin was a disciple of Rabbi the Melech of Lezhensk. Um, his son, as I've shared with you in the past, was married to the Rabbi Zisha's, the Rabbi Melech's son's daughter. And he lived, I think, in his first marriage, he lived in Anapol by the Rabbi Zisha's disciple. And Almost all of the Torah that we have from the Reb Zisha came through him. He became uh, Talmud of the Reb Zisha. So he offers here several pshatim. The first one we'll do is on the inner, on the inside column here. It starts on Kuf Ayin Vav here. You'll see on the inner side of the page there's a small Yud Gimel. L'cha Hashem Chesed. So he brings here Ba'avais in Pirke Avais. The Mishnah says, You can trust the, referring to Hashem, to pay you for your work. Says the Kajas Tamagat, Pirish Habayr Baruchu. This refers to God. Go up now to Kuf Ayin Zayin on the inner side of the page. He is the owner of the company that you work for. But in this case, it means more than that. He says similar to what the Baranaim said. He is the one who gives you all the strength to do anything. And nonetheless, he's going to pay you for your work. As if you were the one who really did it. So that's how he's referring to the Mishnah Novus that your Baal Malach Techa. He is the one who's actually doing your your work. And nonetheless, he's going to pay you. 
says the Kodesh Zimagi, that's the meaning of the posting. The Chasham Achesed, to you Hashem is kindness, because he pays a person, exactly like the Barnaim said, as if he was the one doing it. Now, go back a page, because now we'll learn a, a, a word here from the Balshemtov's successor, the great Magid from Mizrich. So now we're back on Kufai and Hay on the small on the Vichal Moshe. This is from his son or Moshe, where it says Samach Bey is on the bottom. Alocha Hashem Chesed Kiat Tishalom Liishkemaseu. Kufai and Hay on the bottom of the page, left hand column. Habal Shem Tov Hakadosh Pirish Aposuk. So first he quotes the Bal Shem Tov, saying. Do you know the Mitzadat Smoy Mamish what the what the Maranaim quoted the person from himself Ain Lo Shum Koyach VeYichaylis the Kaim Shum Mitzvah MiAmitzvah Zabayvachu a person left onto their own devices has no ability to fulfill any mitzvah of the mitzvahs of Hashem Kimash Hashem Yisbar Masayoy a little bit different meaning were it not for the fact that Hashem assisted the person to fulfill the mitzvah it would never have happened. How does Hashem assist us? He's the one who gives us the Yotz from above. Nimtza, what comes out of that is We're not the ones who are actually doing the mitzvahs. It comes through Hashem. And therefore, from the vantage point of justice, we deserve no reward at all. Nonetheless, to you Hashem is kindness because you pay the person as if he was doing it. The lips that said this word should be kissed. Okay, so that's what he quotes in Basham. Gam, the last line on the page. Referring to the great Magid, Eve, also his disciple, Pirish Hakosim explained the Pasuk, next page, Kufai and Vav. Gam came Bidera similar to this, Ubay Venachiktas, but a little bit different. This is just an incredible, again, this is quoted in many different places. Not like people does Hashem conduct himself. A human king, who is coronated by the people of his country. And they coronate him by placing a gold crown upon his head. Is it what the Malchus, if it's a kind kingdom, he can bestow upon them all kinds of good stuff. And he can give them what we call in Yiddish tax relief. He can't give them back kingship. If he makes them all kings, what's he left with? Says the great Magid, that's not what Hashem does. The righteous coronate Hakadosh Baruch and Hashem gives them the power to reign. The Pasuk says that the Tzadik rules with his God-fearingness. And as Chazal tell us, 
Hashem decrees, Tzadik mevatel, and, and the Tzadik can nullify Hashem's decree. Tzadik goizer, the Tzadik can decree, Vakadish Baruchomikayim, and Hashem has to listen to him. So, Hashem gives the Melucha back to those who coronate him. To you, Hashem is the ultimate chesed. Because you give back to the person according to his actions. Literally, what they did to you, you, Hashem, do back to them. These are the words, is all the words. And the words of the wise are charming. And the next one he brings very similar interpretation to the one that we just learned. Now, let's go up a generation to the Panam Yafis. Panam Yafis was authored by, again, one of the greatest disciples of the Magid, who is Rav in the city of Frankfurt, Pinchas Horowitz, wrote the Sefer Hamakna. He was referred to as Rabbi Shokomani He was the uh, literally the accepted um, leader of his generation. He wrote the Hafla and Ksubis, the Makna Kedushin. He was Pinchas um, Alevi He was a brother of Shmelka of Nicholsburg. So the two of them became these towering figures. When he became Rav in Frankfurt, as you could well imagine, it was not the most Hasidic town in the world so he did not openly display his Hasidic um, ways but he couldn't help it, it came out in many different expressions especially in his um, great work called Panam Yafas, which is his commentary on Chumash so what they did was they took from his commentary on Chumash and created a tehillim that um, they took all the things where he interprets Pesukim and Tillam and created the Sefer. So, here he writes a different a different Gedak. Really incredibly Gishmak explanation into this puzzle. So go to, you have Kufayin Ches, right? Achaz Dibre Lekim the puzzle right before this one Hashem spoke once, I heard twice. Because the strength is to Hashem. That's what the Pesach right before this one is. The one that we're focusing on. Again, he quotes the same Mishnah that we just learned in the Maranayim from Nochem of Chernobyl. Do not be like servants who serve in order to receive reward. Notice, a pras similar to the English word, is like a prize. But a pras also means a portion, a part of. See, isn't it interesting that they don't use the normal term, which would have been, don't serve in order to receive reward. Schar would have been the proper Hebrew word. Why does he use the word pras? Zok the Heligahafla like this. Vizudach siv gabi avram this is what it says about Avram. The man itself is born of his benediction. The man hovi Hashem that Hashem loved Avram because he was going to transmit this. Kvar kesavnu bepost beparshes vayera sheinzo amenas the kavurasin. Sure sounds that 
Avram Avinu is serving in order to receive reward. So he says, no. Not the case. Avram's intent was to fulfill the chesed of Hashem. The creation of the world was with the attribute of mercy. Hashem wanted to share his goodness with his creations. Okay, that was the purpose of creation. Likach Amru. That's the explanation of the mission in Pirkei Avos in the fourth chapter. That says Schar Mitzvah Mitzvah. The reward for the mitzvah is a mitzvah. So generally, we're taught in Cheder that what that means is that the reward for a mitzvah is another mitzvah. Well, that's really the next Mishnah where it says Mitzvah Geireres Mitzvah. What does it mean? Schar Mitzvah Mitzvah. The reward for a mitzvah is a mitzvah. Says the Hedigaf law, Shikabolas Hashar Atzmayhua Mitzvah. The receiving of the reward is a mitzvah. What do you mean? Hashem wants to give to us. Well, he doesn't want to give to us for nothing. So by our doing the mitzvah, we enable Hashem to do what he ultimately wanted to do in creation, which is to give of himself to us. So the reward of the mitzvah is the mitzvah, meaning we're giving Hashem the reward. We are saying, Hashem, Hashem you so badly want to give us reward, and you gave us the, the medium to do it. We're doing it so that you can give us the reward, not because I want the reward, but because you want to give us the reward. That's the schar mitzvah mitzvah. Gorgeous insight into that, that concept. Like it say, the Gemara says, more so than a calf wants to nurse from its mother. The mother wants to nurse the baby. Therefore, when we take from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, we can have in mind that that's what Hashem really wants, and therefore we're doing it for Him. It's a little bit like the, we have in the mashal of a Jewish mother, Esman Kind, right? You know, sometimes we eat just for our mothers. If the one who does the mitzvah has in mind to receive the reward, but not because he's focused on his own pleasure, but because he knows that by doing so he's going to be giving Hakadosh Baruch Hu that pleasure, that's the mitzvah in its fullness. If the receiving the reward is completely self-focused, then that reward is lacking. Yes, of course you should have in mind to receive the reward. But don't do it to receive part of the reward, meaning you're only taking part of this pleasure. For yourself, do it full. Do it with the ganzes Do it to fulfill that, because that's what Hashem wants you to do. Hashem wants you to receive the reward for Him, not for you. So don't do it half, halfway. Do it f- with a, a fullness. Next paragraph. This is what Rashi says in the beginning of Eschanan. The way of the righteous is even though they could rightfully 
request reward in merit of their good deeds. All they ask is for a free gift from Hashem. That free gift is, I don't want to have a part of this for myself. I want to do it for you, Hashem. Now, he said, there's two different ways to learn that Mishnah. We should do it on a condition not to receive doesn't mean that I don't want to receive. I'm doing it to receive the reward. But not for me, which would only be a portion of it. I'm doing it to give Hashem the pleasure. Which is the true schar with its intended desire. We find the same with the wicked. Back up to the top of the page. In addition to the very fact that they get punished for the sin, they're punished for the fact that they hurt that he's, they're preventing him from giving. He's so badly, HaKadosh Baruch wants to give to us, and that person is not letting him give. So in addition to the cruelty that they're doing to themselves, it's an act of cruelty to HaKadosh Baruch as explained elsewhere. It's such a hepach on what we're what we're used to. Is yes the fash bizema shaamar kosim. Now we can understand this possible. Achas dibra the kim. Hashem spoke one thing. Shtaimzu shamati, I heard two. Ki oizla the kim because strength is to Hashem. He says, Shu gvura al gvura. Oiz la the kim. It's a gvura on top of gvura. Danu oinish ala oinish. It's a punishment for a punishment. Meaning, when the, when the father loses it with a kid, he gets angry at the kid for two reasons. First of all, you did such a stupid thing. And then, you caused me to get angry. Right? That's what we're talking about here. It's the gvura upon the gvura. That's a punishment for the fact that they angered Hashem. In addition to the punishment for the sin itself. Now we go to the second pasuk. So when it comes to the harshness, to the punishment, there's a punishment for the punishment. But let's go to the good side. What's the chesed? Because I allowed you to reward a person for his good deeds. The intent of an Elohim is to give pleasure to He'll give the reward for the full reason, not just a part. Because you'll be able to pay a person for his actions with a, a gishmak, with a fullness. Anyway, off with another few pshatim here. Once there's one other one here that I wanted to share with you. Oh, the one all the way to the left on the next page on Kuf Ayin Tess. And it's literally echoing the words of the Maranayim, and I wonder why they say the same thing. Probably because they heard it from the same teacher. Now, the reason I'm poking at this is because there was a Rosh Hashiva in the past generation who wrote an entire thesis to try proving that 
the Hafla was not a disciple of the Magid. Which is so incredibly moronic, because in the introduction to the Shulchan Aruch the Baltanya writes that his mentor was the Hafla on the Rebbe Shemelka when he came. So, and he, that was written then, not now. So who's the one that's trying to rewrite history? And numerous other proofs. There was a whole article written in response. It was very geschmack. Great, one of these really geschmack controversies. Anyway, so here he writes like this. You got it by the letter Samach Bey's Yud Gimel on the left side. Because Chazal say, Hashem says, who came before me and I'll pay him. I gave you the house. I commanded you to make a mezuzah. I gave you a talus. I commanded you to put on tzitzis. Hashem gives the chesed at the outset. Excuse me. And the fact that a person comes along and fulfills the mitzvahs with putting on tzitzis, putting on a mezuzah, that's not a payment for the goodness. In addition to the fact that he gives him the opportunity to fulfill the mitzvah mezuzah, he gives him reward for the fact that he did the mezuzah. If the house itself was the reward then I don't need to, Hashem doesn't need to reward us for the fact that we did what we were supposed to do that's the response to Hashem's chesed if that's the case then the fact that we put up a mezuzah is not in reaction to Hashem's giving us the house that means that the fact that Hashem gave us the house was a complete and total act of chesed who can come before me? I did the goodness at the outset. And despite that, despite that, I'm still going to give him reward for the fact that he went ahead and put up a mezuzah. That's what the Pesach is saying. You know what the chesed is? Every goodness you give to a person, even if the person takes that goodness and does a mitzvah with it, it's still complete and total chesed. In Zegemol, the chesed that you gave him is not a payment. Because you give him an addition to that. You pay him again for the fact that he did the mitzvahs. It's a little bit different than the Maranayim. He's saying the very fact that he still gets reward for the mitzvahs proves that the action of the mitzvah was not a payback for the original mitzvah. It's a very similar gnag from the Rav Shitzurov in, in Zerah He says that on the post that we're going to say this weekend in Halal. What can I possibly give you back, Hashem? Kol tag for all the chesed that you did to me. Says the Rav Shitzurov, the Dov the Melech is saying, it's a question and answer. Hashem, what am I going to give back to you? Kol tag I'm going to give back to you every kindness you did for me. I'm going to figure out some way of using it to serve you. So, who can precede me and I'll pay him is, is, is that you say, that we can give back to the Rebbeinah Shalom and then we get reward for the fact that we paid him back with the very things that he gave us in the first place. All right. Next week, same time.